Leviticus 6, 12, and 13. Say amen when you're there. Seems she hit the button. Did you hit the button? Oh, awesome. Good job. Um, <clears throat> Leviticus 6 and 12. And the fire upon the altar shall be burning in it. It shall not be put out, and the priest shall burn wood on it every morning, and lay the burnt offering in order upon it, and he shall burn thereon the fat of the peace offerings. The fire shall ever be burning upon the altar. It shall never go out. Now skip down with me to verse 20 and 21. This is the offering of Aaron and of his sons, which they shall offer unto the Lord in the day when he is anointed. The tenth part of an ephah of fine flour for a meat offering perpetual, half of it in the morning and half of it thereof at night. In a pan it shall be made with oil, and when it is bacon, thou shalt bring it in, and the bacon pieces of the meat offering shall offer for a sweet savor unto the Lord. And the New Living Translation says it must be carefully mixed with olive oil, this verse 21, and cooked on a griddle. The slice this grain offering and present and present at as a pleasing aroma to the Lord. So my title to you tonight is The Smell of Revival. And I would like to ask Pastor to pray over my message. I might be used by humble means by God. Lord, in the name of Jesus, we pray, God, right now, Lord Jesus, you touch with the shirt of God. We pray, God, that you anoint his lips to play. That he may speak as the oracles of God. And Lord, Lord Jesus, our ears and our hearts have been applied to God. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Lord Jesus, in your name, Lord Jesus. Let's all clap our hands and you may be seated. I hope no one here is hungry or, or fasting uh, because that sounds delicious. You know, sliced with olive oil and cooked on a griddle, grain offering. It's like a, a Old Testament flapjack pancake. It sounds pretty good. It sounds pretty delicious to me that they would have a, an olive oil uh griddle there and it's a pleasing aroma it sounds delicious god said to moses the day that it is to aaron that it is announced give me your flour offering mixed with olive oil and cook it on a griddle and you know my brain goes back to uh mcgriddle it's got that that signature uh smell that's got that um yellow wrapper with that soft red with syrup it, it smells so good you you know the smell you know that exact smell of a um, mcgriddle and there's a science to it there's some people that go and they they look and see exactly what smell that mcgriddle has and they mark it as that and the sense of smell is most closely linked with memory in fact uh, a survey showed that 85% of people remembered their childhood when they smelled a Crayola crayon. And as a Marine, I just think of another snack. <laughs> and in fact, uh, the human nose can differentiate between one trillion different odors. The body takes this information and relays it to the center of the brain called the olfactory bulb. And your brain processes this and remembers about 50,000 scents. 
So that's how powerful our sense of smell is. It's extremely powerful. How, how powerful must the sense, uh, smell of God be that he knows exactly what we smell like, both spiritually and physically, at all times? If there's aromas that are pleasing to God, though, that means there are aromas that are displeasing to God. There are aromas that are displeasing to God, and, and I can promise you not all of you smell pleasing to God at all times, spiritually or physically. <laughs> There's uh, people who their entire profession is studying smell. There's a science behind it. It's called olfaction, um, and attached, attached to it is scent marketing. There's a whole science behind it where they see what scents smell and what's don't. Um, they see exactly what people will buy more. Um, they realize that a certain grocery store scent, they can pump it in. And when that scent is pumped into a grocery store produce aisle, people will buy 59% more produce. Um, and so that's a, a study over time, and there's people that study it, and they realize what scent smell, what don't, what people like, and what don't. There's whole laboratories that, are, that do this. There's experiments that do this, and they study the sense of smell. And if there are people that spend this much time studying scents, studying the science of scents, we must spend more time studying what scent is pleasing to God. We need to realize if there's an, an aroma that's pleasing to God, we need to spend more time studying that. If there's an aroma that's pleasing to the Lord, I want my life to smell like a pleasing, pleasing aroma. I want my life to smell pleasing to the Lord. There's a smell when you're seeking after God. It's something that you notice on people. You notice on people, you, you can tell that they're seeking after God. There's something different in the spirit. There's a spiritual smell. You can smell it when someone is, is op openly and earnestly seeking after God, when they've made up their mind that they're going to seek after God no matter what. Oh, create in me a clean heart, O oh God, and renew a right spirit within me. Psalm 51 and 10. I want to smell like revival. Bible. I want anyone be, to be able to sniff, take a whiff, uh, uh, walk by. I want them to be able to smell revival. I want some, somebody to be able to smell different, something different about me than anybody else. I want somebody to smell revival on me, that there's a spirit in me that's hungry. There's a spirit in me that's, that's hungering and thirsting after God, that there's a scent that's different about me. I want my heart to be cleansed so that I can smell like revival, so that I, I can have a clean heart, that God can, can have a pleasing aroma on me, on my spirit. I, I want to smell like revival. I want revival to be on my breath, to be on my lips, uh, to be on my spirit, to be on me. Oh, just like Aaron said, it takes fresh wood being put on the fire. It takes burning daily uh, to renew and create that fresh aroma that God desires. That flame can't go out. Uh, that flame has to be ever burning. There has to be a flame inside of you that doesn't go out. There's got to be fresh wood. That fresh wood is what you're feeding your spirit. Uh, the more you put in, the more Bible reading you do, the more prayer you do, the more seeking after God you do. That's that spiritual wood you put on the fire. You can't let it go out. You can't let that spiritual flame go out. I want to keep that flame burning. I want to always keep that flame burning for God. I can't let it die down. I can't let it dwindle. I don't want my flame to be an ember, but I want it to be an engulfing fire. I want my flame to be burning. I want to smell the smoke. I want other people to smell the smoke of my flame burning for God. I want that smell of revival to be the smoke of the ever burning of the fire in my bones. I pray for God. I pray that God give me more fire. Give me more. I want to smell like revival. I want to smell like what God wants to give to me. I want to smell like what God has for me. I want to smell like revival. Clap your hands unto the Lord. Oh. 
I want my life to smell different than it did before. There was a smell to my life before, and I don't want to have it smell like that ever again. Oh, once gets, God steps on the scene into your situation, there should be a different smell. It shouldn't smell the same once God's there. If it still smells the same and then God isn't there, it should smell different. There should be a different spirit. There should be a different aroma. There should be something changed in the atmosphere around you when God steps on the scene. God doesn't leave everything the same in your spirit. He doesn't leave everything the same in your body. He doesn't leave everything the same in how you're seeking after God. There's a different smell. There's a different scent to seeking after God. You can tell it. You can smell it on people. You know that it's there. You know that they're seeking after God. There's an aroma that pleases God and I don't want to walk around with that spiritual body odor anymore I don't want to smell how I did before oh I used to stink but I was washed and cleaned and purified sanctified by the blood of Christ I used to smell bad before I had God I had spiritual stink and I'm so thankful for God for washing me clean for washing me clean with the blood of Christ oh there's no cleaner you can get there's no cleaner that you can get that he washes you to the soul I don't have to smell in a way that isn't pleasing to God. I don't have to have a spiritual stink uh, that's that's not pleasing to me either. Uh, oh, you know, the world tries to sell you something uh, of oh, that stink isn't no big deal. It's not a big deal to you. Just keep going and they'll give you more products. They'll give you more things that'll take your attention away from how bad your spirit smells. Things that take your time and your attention, whether it's social media, whether it's phone, TV, movies, they have so many things that can take your attention away from what's really ailing you, from what the problem is. There's so many things in the world that'll steal your attention away, but I know that there's a God that can wipe me clean, that can cleanse me new, and I can focus all my focus on Him and making that aroma pleasing to God. I'm so thankful that I don't have to walk around smelling how I did before because I can focus on God. I can seek after God, and He can wash me clean, wash me new, and make me say, wow, that's amazing what He's done in my life. That's amazing what he's done that I can smell in a way that's pleasing to God. Second yeah. Corinthians 2, 15 and 16. For we are unto God a sweet savor of Christ in them that are saved and in them that perish. To the one we are the savior of death unto death and to the other the savor of of life unto life and who is sufficient for these things that's such an amazing concept that's such an amazing concept when you break that down when you look at that it's an amazing concept to God we are a pleasing scent we're a pleasing aroma to God but to the world we smell like death to the world we smell like death but to God we're pleasing it's because they're going down and we're going up they're going down and we're going up it smells like the life jacket the life raft that they can't get to oh that that pleasing aroma smells like that life raft that they don't have access to it smells like that they're going down and we're going up it's like we are, are their hope leaving while God is filling us with hope there's more death sent in the world than there is within you oh but their their sense of smell 
is shifted. Their sense of smell is twisted and perverted. Their sense of smell isn't the same as yours. I want to have a godly sense of smell. I want to have a godly sense of smell because I want to please God in my aroma. I want to please God in my spirit. I want to, I want to play, please God in the way that I smell in my spirit, the way that I walk in my spirit, the way that I talk in my spirit, the way that I seek after God with my spirit. I want to please God. And that smell is going to be different than the world's sense of smell. They're going to th- perceive things differently because they don't have what we have. They need it. They need it worse than they know, but they don't have what we have. I'm so thankful for God for, for sanctifying me and washing me clean so that I can have a godly sense of smell. Oh, the wages of sin is death. So don't be surprised if the world smells like it. If the wages of sin is death, don't be surprised if everything in the world smells like death. The world should smell like death through a godly nose. There are some things that smell differently once you got the Holy Ghost on the scene. There are some things that smell completely different when the Holy Ghost is on the scene. Oh, you should say, I can't go there. That place smells like death. I can't watch that. That place smells like death. There's the Holy ghost in you saying i can't watch that the whole it smells like death it smells dead there's nothing good in it oh i can't drink that it smells like death i can't smoke that it smells like death it smells like death because i got god i got a godly sense of smell i got god on my side to tell me what's good pleasing and what'll keep me sustain me i'm so thankful that i got god on my side to tell me what is good and what is bad Oh, thank the Lord. Let's clap our hands unto the Lord. Without holiness, there is no wholeness. You can't be whole without seeking after holiness. Oh, that's the definition of it. There is no wholeness without holiness. Holy leads to whole spirit, whole body, and whole mind raised up in Christ. Oh, holiness leads to wholeness of God. First Thessalonians 4 and 7. For God hath not called us unto uncleanliness, but unto holiness. There is no wholeness without holiness. The key to revival is desiring to be pleasing to God. Holiness is pleasing to God. Oh, he'll make you whole with your holiness and your desire to seek after him through righteousness. Oh, if you trust in him, he'll make you holy. You can't do it on your own. You can't do it on your own. But God is there to make you whole. God is there to make you whole. Oh, he he wrapped himself in flesh and died for you that you could be whole. And let's live holy after him let's live righteous after him let's live righteous after him he gave so much for us to be whole let's live after him let's live righteous let's live after him oh without holiness there is no wholeness without wholeness there is nothing pleasing to god and without anything pleasing to god there is no revival 
Oh, we need revival. We need to seek after God. Oh, without anything pleasing to God, there is no revival. We got to seek to please after God because we need revival. I need revival. We all need revival. There's a broken world. There's a broken world out there. And I know that there's a revival coming. I'm believing it. I'm feeling it. I know that there's a revival coming. There's a revival coming. And I'm not going to stop being excited about it because I want to be excited, full of joy and pleasing unto God. I want to make sure that I can please God by seeking after revival, seeking after holiness, and seeking after the power of God. I know that God is working. I know that God is working every day, and He's doing more and more that we can see Him more. But sadly, the world sees Him less. The world sees Him less the more that He does. But I know that He's strengthening a church that we might be a sinner for revival, that we might be a sinner for praise, we might be a sinner for worship, that we might seek after God, that we might bring revival into our city, we might bring revival into our lives, we might bring revival into our family's lives. Oh, without the church and without God in it, we won't find that. I'm so thankful for everything that he's doing. Let's clap our hands unto the Lord. God desires for you to have a pleasing fragrance about your spirit. God wants you to smell like his. God wants you to smell like you're one of his, a pleasing aroma to God. He wants to know that you're his. He wants you to be able to seek him by your sense of smell. Sheep know the shepherd by his scent. A newborn sheep knows their mother by their scent. They can find their mother by the scent. That's how they find their own mother. A sheep can be in a herd of other sheep, but that newborn sheep will find their own mother by the smell of the sheep, of the, the mother sheep. That's how they find their own mother sheep so they can eat, so they can nurse. The mother sheep also knows the scent of her own newborns. She won't feed other newborns within the pasture. She'll only feed her own. She'll reject them. It's painful for the sheep to hold that much milk, but they won't feed a newborn that is not their own, that doesn't smell like theirs. They know their sheep by their smell. I want God to know me by my scent. I want to know God by his scent and where he is. I want to know that I am following after God by the scent of God. John 10 and 14 and 15. I am the good shepherd and know my sheep and am known of mine as the Father knoweth me. Even so know I the Father and I lay down my life for the sheep. That's the key. We have to know God. We have to know God, and God has to know us. We have to seek after being godly. We have to seek after everything we can do to get closer to God, following after the scent of God, following after that scent of revival, following after that scent of praise. I'm so excited for everything that God is going to do, but it takes us seeking after God. We got to put some things aside so we can seek after God. We got to smell some things out in our life, and we got to realize that isn't pleasing to God I gotta put that away because I know I'm seeking after God I gotta, maybe I gotta change my attitude maybe I gotta change how I talk to people maybe I gotta put more love into the situations which I deal with every day oh but I know that seeking after God is putting away some sins that aren't pleasing and picking up some that are picking up some things that are pleasing to God
Ephesians 5, 1 through 3. Be therefore followers as God, as dear children, and walk in love as Christ also hath loved us and hath given himself for an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling savor. You have to walk in love to smell like you belong to God. If someone walks by you, they, they come in contact with you, uh, they bump into you, uh, oh, you got to show some love. You have to show love if you want to smell like God. Uh, if somebody breaks something of yours or they, they do something to you, uh, you got to show love if you want to smell like God. Uh, sometimes that's the hardest thing to do. Uh, oh, but if there's no love in your heart, uh, you won't smell like you belong to God. Sometimes it's hard to react in love. Uh, but I know uh, that the, the Spirit of God, if you're smelling like the spirit of God and it's full and deep down in your spirit uh, you'll show that love unto others uh, you'll show everyone the love of Christ uh, that's how they know them uh, and that's how they know you uh, that's how they smell that godly sin on you uh, oh he didn't react he didn't get mad he didn't even get upset uh, oh that must be something different oh he stubbed his toe he didn't even get upset uh, there must be something different there oh he smashed his hands and he said Jesus there must be something different there you know there's something different when you're seeking after God and your spirit is full of love there's something different there I know that getting full of love and, and displaying it all the time isn't easy, but if you want to smell like you belong to God, you got to put more love into your everyday interactions. you got to show the light. You have to abound and live in the love of one of other. We have to show the love of Christ in our everyday life if we want to smell like we belong to God. We have to live pleasing to God. Righteousness pleases God living holy pleases God but abounding in love and living with the love of Christ in your heart as a lamp that you could light the darkness is such an amazing and powerful thing that he's given us oh there's one time you can you can walk into a room full of darkness and you can illuminate that entire room with just showing the love of Christ there's some dark places in this world there is so much darkness without God oh but you can show the love of Christ and light up a dark place light up a dark room light up a dark time in this day and age but the other side of it is found in Revelations 3 and 16 So then, because thou art lukewarm, and neither cold nor hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. Those fire in your bones start to fade. If the, if the fire burning that Aaron talked about that could never stop burning stops burning, it starts to cool down. It starts to become lukewarm. You stop seeking after what God wants for you. It's not as easy to turn to prayer. It's not as easy to turn into your Bible if you start to not feed that flame, not feed the flame within your bones. I know everyone has felt it that sometimes... It gets easier to feed the flesh than it does get to feed the spirit. Sometimes it gets easier just to entertain the flesh and keep it going. You know, maybe it's sometimes it's not even so bad. It's just scrolling on Instagram when you could be reading your Bible. Scrolling on Facebook, it might not even be anything bad. But you could be spending that time in the Word of God, praying after God, seeking after God. Time just slips away. Oh, will you let it make you lukewarm? Will you let time take your heat away 
Will you let time take your fire away? I don't want to dare taste or smell displeasing to God. I want to make sure that I'm still pleasing to God. That there's a fire in my bones that keeps burning. That keeps burning after God. It has to keep on burning after God. Because if it gets lukewarm, God will spew me out of his mouth. It's a promise from God. I know that God, though, will honor the heat in your bones. He'll honor that fire in your bones. And he'll bring revival for that fire. He'll bring revival with that fire. That smell of smoke will follow. And revival will come. But we can't can't lose the flame we can't lose the flame we got to keep it going keep the flame moving keep the flame burning for God keep the flame going for God to bring revival oh, the other side of it too is I've lived a life at times where I did not spell pleasing to God Oh, I had some spiritual stink, uh, some spiritual body odor. I was without God. Oh, I didn't have him in my life. Uh, and it was so hard uh, being so miserable. Uh, you find for things, for outlets uh, to take you away from the pain. Uh, and slowly days turn into weeks and weeks turn into months. Uh, and you're just looking for things to take away and numb the pain of your spirit uh, being without God. Oh, for me, uh, I was broken. There's a no more greater broken place you'll find than if you lose God in your spirit. If the anointing leads, the pain enters. If the anointing leads, the pain of this world enters your spirit. It happens over time and you don't notice it, but the pain creeps in and slowly you're lost. Oh, for me, what that felt like was I was being crushed by this. Oh, it's it was so hard because my spirit didn't know what was wrong. Over time, the pain turned into me wanting to die I was suicidal I was broken I wanted to commit suicide and die every single day but I didn't know what was wrong to my spirit but all I had to do was cry out unto God all I had to do was cry out unto God but it was so far away I couldn't get to it it was so far away I didn't know what to do I was a rift in between me and the spirit of God and all I knew was I wanted to die that's all I knew and it's so sad Currently in the world, one person commits suicide every 40 seconds. Every 40 seconds, somebody commits suicide. I don't know how many minutes I've been preaching, but that's a lot of people who are lost and broken because they're looking for a way out. They're looking for something to fill their spirit, but they can't find it. Around the world, a person commits suicide every 40 seconds. Just in the United States, 50,000 people took their life in 2022 that's a lot of broken people that need God the solution for depression and anxiety and suicidal ideation is God. God needs to be in it. He can take that depression away. He can take that suicidal ideation away. He can take whatever anxiety away because he can make your spirit whole because holiness leads to wholeness. Thank you, Lord. Let's all clap our hands unto the Lord.
Jesus. I'm so glad, though, uh, that he reached me, reached down. Uh, he reached down. He pulled me out of the pit that I was in. Uh, I couldn't get out of it on my own. Uh, I can't tell you that I'm standing on my own two feet here uh, or that I'm breathing breath uh, today because of my own volition, because I decided to. Uh, but I know uh, that God called me out, uh, and he pulled me out of the mire. Uh, he pulled me out of the clay, uh, and he brought me here today. Uh, I'm so thankful for God bringing me here today. Uh, oh, he turned depression into deliverance. I'm so thankful for God for delivering me. I want to live pleasing to God. I want to live my life pleasing in a way to God because I know what the other side feels like. I know what the other side is and I'm not going back. Oh, I'm not going back. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I'm not going back and I don't have to because he sent me a deliverer. He came down as a deliverer and we don't have to go back. We don't have to turn back and look back because God pulled us out. He retched down of whatever situation you were in. Maybe it wasn't depression. Maybe it wasn't anxiety, but maybe you were stuck in addiction. Maybe you were broken before, but wherever it is, he pulled you out of whatever sin you were facing before. God has picked you up and turned you around and pulled you to where you are right now so that you can abound in joy. And I'm so thankful for God for it. I don't deserve it. I'm unworthy, but I know that God found me, and God found me available, and he pulled me out. I'm not worthy of it, but that's the meaning of grace, is I wasn't worthy to receive the grace that he gave, and I'm so thankful for God for pulling me out. Oh, and as I'm coming to a close, let us remember our purpose. We've got a role here. We've got a job to do. We've got to reach other people who are broken. There are other people who are broken in the situation that you were in before. Every situation that you found yourself in, there's someone there now. There's someone who is there now. And our job is to be the light under this world that we would show the truth of God through our life. Oh, if there, we don't smell like God, if we don't smell like revival, there's nothing we can do to reach the lost. If we don't smell like a, a move of God, if we don't smell like goodness and holiness and righteousness, there's nothing we can do to reach the lost. We've got to stay righteous. We've got to stay holy for God so that we can reach those who were in whatever affliction you were in. We've got to seek to please God. Pleasing God will be the secret and the key to revival. David was called a man after God's own heart because and he he did a lot of terrible things in his life he did a lot of awful things in his life he was an adulterer but he sought after God and pleasing God for that which he didn't ask God didn't have to ask him to do all that he did to please God he did it without being asked or commanded or following what he thought was right but all he wanted was to seek to please God that was the, the, the key for David being the, the man after God's own heart. That's what I want. I want to please God above all things. We must focus on pleasing God. Colossians 3 and 2. Set your affection on things above, not on things on the earth. So that's what we have to do. We have to set our focus 
on the things of God. We have to focus on pleasing God and spending less time worrying about what goes on in the world because we're called to reach the world. If we spend all of our time worrying about what's going on in the world, we'll never reach them. We'll never reach the lost if we just spend all of our time worrying about it. We weren't called to worry. We weren't called to fret or harbor a spirit of anxiety, but we were called to reach the lost. We were called to reach the lost and set our focus on the smell and the presence of God. We were called to focus on the presence of God. Let's all stand. Let's all lift our hands and pray. God, I want to please you above all things, Lord Jesus, above anything else on this earth. Lord Jesus, I want the, the desire of my heart to be uh, to please you, Lord. I can't do this without you, Lord Jesus. If my life isn't pleasing to you, Lord God, I need to change. I need to shift my priorities, Lord Jesus, to focus on you. Lord Jesus, I want my life to be a pleasing aroma to you, Lord. I want my life to smell like revival and seek after you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Yes, Lord Jesus, these altars are open. God, the Spirit of the Lord moves us all. We sense it the Spirit of the Lord.